This is a Federal News Network podcast. Agencies have a lot of questions about how they're supposed to handle telework, sick leave, and other unexpected scenarios that seem to be popping up daily with the spread of the coronavirus. The Office of Personnel Management has brand new guidance that tackles some of these questions, and agencies are starting to ramp up other preparations. The military is preparing in multiple ways, too. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni and Nicola Grisco both join me now to explain what agencies are doing and what else they should do to prepare. Nicole, let's start with telework. This is a moving target and has been for some time now. What should agencies do? What are they authorized to do? So OPM is still urging agencies to check their system networks and make sure that a large number of employees could have access to those systems if they were working remotely. They're also urging agencies to sign ad hoc telework agreements with employees who might not be, quote unquote, telework eligible right now. And then, of course, they're urging agencies to expand those telework policies if they can. And like you mentioned, Tom, I mean, we've seen some agencies cut back on telework in recent years. And so I think OPM wants to get as many people as possible on some kind of telework agreement, whether it's permanent or ad hoc. Now, it gets a little tricky when you go into some of the logistics, some of the different things that could happen to your office building if the coronavirus really spreads and there's a true outbreak in your area. So an agency can close your building and order you to quarantine and order you to telework. What happens to you ultimately depends on your telework situation. So if you're eligible to telework and you're feeling well, you should go home, quarantine for the 14 days, and telework as you can. If you are sick, if you have the coronavirus, you are not expected to telework and you will get sick leave. If you run out of sick leave, there are a bunch of different things in place, which we can talk about later. And if you're not telework eligible, there's a few things that could happen. You could get weather and safety leave, which is paid specifically in a case like this, or your agency might find ways for you to maybe take on some work that could be portable and work on that from home in certain situations. Yeah, so they want agencies then to, that is OPM, to pressure test their network, so to speak, to see if they can handle the teleworking. And I guess the question we don't know is to what extent employees at home would have access to their mission-critical applications so that they can effectively telework. Yeah, I think that remains to be seen. I mean, we're hearing about some agencies, NASA, parts of the Air Force, for example, doing these so-called telework test capacity runs. I mean, to give you some context, Tom, around 1 million federal employees are were eligible to telework, at least as of 2017, which is the most recent data that we have. And at any given time in maybe September 2017, around 400 to 500,000 federal employees did telework. However, that could be on a situational basis, maybe just a day, or it could be regular. We're really not sure. So this will be a big test, I think, to see whether or not agencies are really ready for this kind of thing. And Scott, the military has recorded a few cases of service members with coronavirus. And here you've got large, necessarily concentrated groups of people. What are they doing on the DOD side? Right. Well, we have three service members now, one in Korea, one in Italy, and one in Virginia, in Fort Belvoir. And they're all um, 
you know, right now being quarantined themselves, the installation commanders at each of these bases are the ones that are really given the most leeway as to what they're going to be able to do. So uh, the Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness, Matt Donovan, came out with some guidance at the end of February where he basically laid out these different uh, zones or or um, sort of alert levels that you can go to. Um, so, you know, it just starts off with simple, you should telework, kind of some things that Nicole was talking about, all the way up to declaring a public health emergency in a local area. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, there can be a self-quarantine and also restricting base access. Now, some bases have already done that in Korea and northern Italy. They've restricted base access. And then, you know, in Italy itself, they're restricting some movement within the, the government's restricting movement. So that's uh, another sort of uh, access that they have to deal with. Within the United States, we know that the person that is with the diagnosed with coronavirus in Fort Belvoir is uh, in an isolated area within Fort Belvoir Community Hospital and um, is being treated. And there's also a few dependents and and spouses that have been infected, which are, are quarantining themselves as well. But so far, Scott, this hasn't reached the level where so many troops are affected that readiness is an issue, at least as of now. Exactly. And Defense Secretary Mark Esper said that none of the uh, operations will be affected by this, no matter what is really their plan and what they're hoping. Uh, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said uh, that, you know, the nice thing about the military at this point is that everyone is, is within an age where they're fairly healthy and they're also people that are exercising uh, pretty often. So luckily they're not in that group that is really affected that, uh, you know, under that child age range and then the over 65 age range. I guess if there was a battle, you could always sneeze on the enemy and take care of them <laughs> that way. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni and Nicole Grisco. And Nicole, on the civilian side, what else have you been hearing? What's the latest that agencies are doing to prepare? So it really all is going to depend on your agency and maybe even where your agency is located at this point, what field office or regional office you're in. But we have heard about some agency-wide steps that different organizations are taking. The Bureau of Fiscal Service will apparently conduct a tabletop exercise to determine, you know, who else might be eligible to telework and how that might work out if this really escalates. The IRS has told employees that they may ask them to move to a different office if their home office is impacted by the virus, but another office might be able to use their services and they're not, you know, asked to quarantine or anything like that. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation has asked employees who plan to travel internationally for personal reasons to give advance notice to their supervisors. They've also canceled all non-essential foreign business travel at this point, and they're looking into ways that they can conduct uh, some virtual training sessions for maybe organizations who were supposed to come to the FDIC uh, to learn about whatever those tra- that training might be on. You know, Scott mentioned the possibility of base closures or limited visitor access, and we have heard that different uh, facilities around the country with the Departments of Veter- Department of Veterans Affairs have made decisions to close the building to visitors. So I think this is going to really, um, it, it all really depends on where you are and what agency. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco and Scott Mazzioni, thanks to you both. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. And, of course, we know that we're posting updates as they happen at federalnewsnetwork.com, where you can find all of their coverage. So once you hear this, head to the website immediately and find out what's next. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. 
Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.